Today on the podcast, I want to talk about a really interesting new advancement in AI. You know I love science and any way that uh, you know AI is helping to advance that. Um, very, very exciting stuff. So today on the podcast, Polymathic AI is creating something that essentially aims to help scientists make faster and better discoveries. I want to talk about how they're doing this and the implications I see in the future from this. Um, very, very interesting company and they got some really interesting solutions. So let's dive into it. Welcome to the world's number one AI podcast, AI Chat. I'm your host, Jaden Schaefer. Make sure that you go to AIbox.ai, link in the show notes, to join the waitlist for our new AI platform. We're going to be launching an incredible platform that allows you to build anything you want with workflows um, in AI. So you're able to chain together ChatGPT and image generators and audio generators to make really powerful apps for your organization or you can host them on our marketplace and actually generate royalties from them. So make sure to go to AIbox.ai and join the waitlist. In addition, if you like the podcast, if you could do me a massive favor and please leave us a review on Apple or Spotify or wherever you listen to your podcast. This helps me be able to get better guests on here as they check the reviews to see how you guys are liking it. So if you could please do that, I would really, really appreciate it. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. In a significant move towards, I think, realizing the full potential of AI and scientific research, um, an international consortium of researchers from a whole bunch of different like areas um, and institutions have kind of announced the launch of polymathic AI. So the initiative essentially is looking to create foundation models for machine learning applications that can be applied across a whole bunch of different scientific domains. Um, so obviously a very interesting area. Um, unlike existing products though, or like projects, there's a, there's a handful out there, right? But polymathic AI essentially is trying to build models that can absorb data and insights from a whole bunch of different scientific fields. So, you know, they're doing like physics, like physics and, um, astrophysics, they're doing mathematics, uh, artificial intelligence, they're doing neuroscience. So like a bunch of really interesting fields. Um, and the project is essentially coming from, uh, a bunch of experts, a bunch of different organizations. I think there's like the Simons Foundation, the Flatiron Institute, New York University, University of Cambridge, um, Princeton University, Lawrence Berkeley National Laboratory. The whole initiative altogether was, you know, unveiled in conjunction with a bunch of different scientific papers that were published at um, arxiv.org. If you don't know, that's just like essentially... So everyone's been, I don't know if it was because of COVID or because it was kind of hard to get peer-reviewed stuff during COVID or what, but everyone started publishing all their scientific papers on arxiv.org lately. Um, I think that like really uh, it's a little bit easier to publish stuff there. You don't, it's not quite as like reviewed if you remember when the whole like, um, there, there was like the whole thing where they thought we, in, like we discovered room temperature semiconductors. That paper was also, you know, originally published on arxiv.org. And of course, it wasn't super peer-reviewed, so we found out that those room temperature semiconductors probably weren't as big of a deal or as real as we thought they were. Um, what a shame. 
But yeah, anyways, that's that's where this all came out from. In any case, though, they, I mean, they announced it, so I don't think it undermines its credibility. And I don't think that organization has, you know, a lack of credibility in any way. It's just, uh, you know, just just so you know what level of like scrutiny goes into everything on there. In any case, according to Shirley Ho, who is the project director at the Flatiron Institute Center for Computational Astrophysics, um, the object is to revolutionize how AI and machine learning are employed in the realm of science. So she said, quote, the project will completely change how people use AI and machine learning in science. And the core concept kind of resolves around pre-trained or foundation models, which could be more precise and faster than models built um, for specific scientific problems. So I think this holds true even when the training data doesn't directly relate to a scientific query that you're working on. So I think the key challenge facing the initiative is the creation of AI models that can accommodate um, and learn from a whole, like a, a really diverse data set. Um, so, you know, multiple different scientific fields and all this stuff. So traditional models, especially those in natural language processing, are often built around text-based data. So in contrast, polymathic AI aims to understand, you know, numbers, as genuine numerical entities, not just characters. I think this is a fundamental difference a lot of people don't understand. Um, you know, OpenAI, when they train ChatGPT, like they're just sucking in all the text from the entire internet and just spitting out, predicting what bits of words come out next. And of course, this is this is part of the reason why it's so bad at doing math and a handful of other things. Um, so polymathic AI really aims to fix that because in science obviously when you ask it a scientific question like it has to know its numbers it has to be perfect ChatGPT has tried to essentially get around this by using plugins and third-party software and stuff but it's like base technology is just like bad at math because it's predicting a word and not necessarily a number um, and maybe it gets the number predicted right sometimes but it doesn't always so um, in, in science obviously it has to be perfect and so they like their relationship with numbers has to be a lot different so I think this is critical for handling actual scientific data sets that range from, you know, capturing the physics of celestial bodies to simulating Earth's climate, all a bunch of different interesting things. So Miles Cranmer, who is a member of the University of Cambridge's Department of Applied Mathematics and Theoretical Physics, um, raised concerns about the computational costs associated with using foundational models in academic research. Um, however, he also noticed that the project's collaboration with the Simons Foundation would provide the necessary resources for addressing the problem. So obviously it's expensive and there's a, there's a lot that goes into that, but it looks like they have some good resources um, set up so they'll be able to afford that pretty much. Um, I think adding another layer of insight um, to all of this, there's you know the co-initiator who is Sevast Golek, um, a visiting scientist at the Flatiron Institute. And Sevast really kind of sees the tools a way for researchers to find um, interconnections between uh, disparate scientific fields. So Francois Lenus, who's another co-initiator and also a cosmologist at uh, France's CNRS, also pointed out the that polymathic AI wouldn't be confined to particular use cases or types of data. Um, and its versatility, I think, really is kind of, you know, one of its most promising features. It's designed to apply its multidisciplinary knowledge to a really broad range of scientific questions. So Shirley Ho additionally kind of stressed the importance of the project's transparency and openness, explaining that polymathic AI aims to democratize AI applications in scientific research. These pre-trained models can essentially serve as really valuable starting points that can be fine-tuned by scientists for various specific applications. So doing that, I think, really kind of enhances the scientific analysis across a whole bunch of different domains. 
Um, one thing I did want to mention on all of this is that this initiative comes after a similar, but I think probably less successful venture by Meta. So Meta had its Galactica model, which was that was like originally essentially aimed to optimize AI for scientific tasks, but it ended up attracting a lot of criticism from, you know, for essentially generating misinformation, which when you're working on scientific stuff, like that's the number one big no-no. So I think because of that, it was taken offline shortly after its launch. And I think polymathic AI aims to learn from those types of situations and setbacks and is right now kind of trying to provide a more reliable, versatile, and transparent tool for scientific exploration. And the thing is, like, I know a lot of people love to hate on Meta. And personally, like, as far as Facebook goes, I'm not a huge fan of, um, I don't know, all the data that Facebook, whatever, I got criticism for Meta, whatever. That's all I'm saying, as I'm not like a big Meta fanboy. But what I will say is I have to give Meta a lot of credit and kudos for a lot of the open source projects they're launching, a lot of things they're doing in the AI. I honestly think they got a solid team there. Um, and they're doing things the right way. And maybe they're doing it because it's this like secret vengeance or vendetta against other tech giants like Microsoft and Google. I have no idea, right? Maybe they're just like, well, open source stuff. So like Google doesn't make money off of it. I have no idea where Meta's at in on like their all of their reasonings. Why? Don't really care. I'm just happy that they're doing the right thing. It would appear in a lot of these in situations. And so while Meta definitely does get like criticism for their Galactica model, for example, right? And, and some issues that it had. I'm like thrilled that Microsoft put that, uh, sorry, Meta put that out. A lot of people are like, how could you put it out? Whatever. But it's like, they're, they're doing, they're like the first people to do a lot of this. They're right on the cutting edge. They're on the bleeding edge. They're going to get criticism. They're going to do something wrong, but they're, they're putting stuff out there. They got criticism. So they took it down. It's not like they left this, some sort of dangerous tool that's going to ruin us all out there in the, in the wild. Right. But I, I really do got to give them credit because they put this thing out there, it had issues, they took it down. But hopefully, you know, they'll 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 learn and make a better version in the future. And if not, the the people that come after them, Polymatic AI, for example, is able to learn from some of their setbacks and some of their issues and try to build things in a different way. So I think all of this is really important. I got to give uh, Meta a lot of credit for all of the money that they're dumping into AI, into open source projects and things that genuinely I think are helping people. So very exciting. And, uh, you know, polymatic AI is definitely an area that we will continue to follow in the future. How do you make a vacation last? How do you hold on to the joy, the clarity, the calm? Easy. You go to Aruba. You'll spend your time relaxing on cool, white, sandy beaches and floating in healing blue water. You'll meet locals brimming with gratitude for an island that redefines what a paradise can be. You won't just feel great. You'll feel relaxed, renewed, and ready for life. That's the Aruba effect. Plan your trip at aruba.com. You know you need protein to fuel results, but it's not easy when you're drinking the same bland chalky shake every day. Stop punishing yourself and get to GNC for the best protein in the game, including all the hottest brands and crave-worthy flavors that'll keep you coming back for more. We're talking protein that legit tastes like cookies, your favorite cereals, indulgent desserts, and more. So bust out of your protein rut and actually look forward to those shakes with unbeatable protein at unbeatable prices. Fuel your fitness with protein at GNC. Thank you for listening to the AI Chat Podcast. If you enjoyed the podcast, I'd appreciate it if you rate me wherever you listen to podcasts. And if you're looking for an innovative group of AI enthusiasts, make sure you check out our Discord channel and also our Facebook community. It's obviously a lot more interactive than a podcast where we can actually share software tools, prompts that we're using in everyday AI. I'll leave a link for those in the description below. 